Yeah. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a, no- <laughs> a new episode of HCAP, because I just don't feel like saying the whole name. <laughs> that sounds about right. Off to a good start. Let's go. So, I am your host, Cat, with my two gorgeous, gorgeous co-hosts. 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 And Mark caught me on that one. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. But John decided to say his name because he's polite and didn't feel like calling me out on it. Well, see, the thing is, is that we are core hosts (laughs) to the show. So, you know what? It still works. So, it still works. It still works. Let's let's just get this started because we are losing our minds tonight. Yes, we'll we'll try to make this a fast episode because it's getting late for all of us. Good luck on that. So... Tonight... (laughs) Oh my goodness. All right. So we're just going to go strump straight into this. Today we are going to be covering Housed Guest and Space Race, episodes 27 and 28 of Steven Universe. So going into the synopsis of Housed Guest, we start off picking up basically right where we left off after Ocean Gem with everybody back at the car wash, except for Connie. And Pearl is assessing the damage done to the van while Greg is suffering from a broken leg. So Pearl is uh, Greg is trying to help Pearl fix up the van by offering duct tape and Pearl's like, "No, nah, I can do this without your tape. I I'll, I'll fix up your van so that way you don't have to to live with us cuz that Steven offers Greg to stay with them at the temple and Pearl doesn't want that. I don't think any of the drums want that actually. So um in in this regard uh I believe it's Amethyst that brings up to Steven that, oh, don't you have healing powers? And then Pearl's like, oh, yes. Why don't you fix his leg? That way he doesn't have to stay with you. So then Steven slobbers up his hand, places it on the on Greg's knee, and you see the, char- you see the sparkles, you see the shimmers, you think it works, but Greg, for some reason, can't still still has his leg broken, or at least that's what we think. So now Steven is self-doubting his powers, but Pearl and Garnet are trying to reassure him that, oh, don't worry, give it time, your powers are still finicky, they're still coming in, it'll be alright. And But still Steven's having some sort of doubt, and Greg's like, yeah, I know, it'll be fine, it'll be just like, you know, back in the old days. And Steven's trying to, like, put on a smile, and he's like, yeah, but I don't know if any of you guys caught this, but Garnet makes like a, like a, hmm, noise. Because she can tell that he's lying. But she's not going to say anything. I didn't notice. Well, you need to go back and rewatch it. I'm going to have to rewatch that, yeah, because because it's, part of me was go, was over here going, okay, wait, Garnet didn't catch that he was faking this whole time? No, she knew. She okay. knew. I caught why it. Didn't she just, why didn't she just say something? Because there's nothing really she could do at that time. Anyway, continuing onwards, Greg and Steven... Have their little dad-son bonding montage with a nice catchy song, uh, Dear Old Dad. And then they get called on a mission. Uh, Garnet states that the geode is cracked and that it's containing this like artificial storm that if, it were, like, if the geode were to shatter, the storm would break loose and it would vaporize all the gems. So they try to they get all the gems to go, but when they're trying to leave... Greg is seems upset, seems disappointed because now he's gonna be left alone when he just wants to spend time with Steven. 
So Pearl tells Greg to stop being so pathetic, and he gives him the magic warp whistle. And basically, all he needs to do is play the whistle, it'll activate the warp, and it'll let them know that they need to come back. So after a couple of times of Steven gumming to and from the geode back to the house because Greg was either testing it or asking for simple questions that Steven would then rationalize as very important, um, Steven then is told by Garnet to try and heal the geode with his, with his healing powers. But Steven's still self-doubting, but he tries anyway, but he can't do it. So the gems are like, don't worry about it, we'll find another way. But Steven's still very upset, and he tries to make that known to him. And he's just like, no, you don't understand, like, how can I call myself a crystal gem if I can't, if I don't even have my powers under control? But then the whistle goes off one last time, and so they rush back to the, to the, te to the house, to the temple, and then Greg just tries to explain how Steven just missed a funny commercial. And this is where Steven starts getting upset because he's already flustered about losing his powers and now his dad's calling him for silly reasons. His dad asks him to go to the Big Donut to get him some snacks and he talks to the gems go back to the temple to try to come up with a new plan. Amethyst asks for a croissant and as Steven's walking out he realizes he didn't ask his dad, comes back in, notices his dad is walking around perfectly capable, in fact he's doing these sick dance moves in the kitchen and Greg gets scared that Steven's there. Steven's upset at his dad, takes Greg a few seconds to realize that he's walking around his supposedly broken leg, tries to fake it. Steven gets upset and tells his dad off, as his dad admits that his leg was broken, but Steven fixed it. But because he was messing with his mind, now Steven can't use his healing powers. But then after Steven kind of looks at, like he goes, steps outside to cool off, and then he tries to come back inside to apologize, but his dad has his toolbox, and he's going back to the geode to fix you know what he made to fix the mistake that he made but steven thinks obviously it's too dangerous so he goes and joins his dad so then his dad's like you know what you healed me you did it so let's do this again so steven tries it one last time to use his healing powers on the geode but it doesn't work and then greg's like you know what forget the healing powers i've got a better idea and then they fix the geode with duct tape and then they come back and Pearl has finished fixing the van, the geode's fixed, Greg is happy, hugs Pearl, Pearl's kind of taken aback by the, the sudden big embrace, and then Greg decides, you know what, it's time for me to go home, you know, I don't want to be any, I don't want to be more involved, or I don't want to meddle more and mess up any more of this magic stuff, as he calls it, and then it ends with them both going to sleep after Greg gives Steven some duct tape and says, you know, in case you ever need to fix another problem. They both say goodnight to each other, kind of, but not directly to one another. And then it cuts. So where do we want to begin? So, John, the impotence? Um, wait, that this is like halfway through the episode. <laughs> but yes, impotence is definitely an important part of this episode. Anyways. Um... <laughs> So, obviously, this episode is there, there's a lot to talk about when it comes to um, Greg's relationship with Steven and the gems relationship with, with Greg. And we've always asked ourselves um, what Greg's relationship was with Steven as a father. Um, because prior to this, we had no um, concept of whether Greg was really present in Steven's life or not but um part of that is revealed through the song right where they're they're always talking about remember when this happened or remember how this happened 
you would sing to me. I would sit on your shoulders, which probably Stephen had to be a lot smaller for that to happen and other stuff like that. So we, we start getting this idea that um, Greg did have a father-son relationship or at least a stronger one. Excuse me, at sorry. Some, <laughs> at some point in the past. Bless you. Yeah, and so the question is, was it because of... Because he didn't start developing crystal gem powers. So what made them decide, you know what? Yeah, he's going to start living with the crystal gems as opposed to... And, and I feel that's something that we should, as viewers, kind of know. Because mm -hmm. in this... I feel in this episode, we see a lot of yearning for a relationship between the two of them. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I guess we're, when, when I come in working with families, one of the things that we like to talk about is attachment, um, which is why attachment is such a big thing. And I talk about it all the time. Um, mm -hmm. And we always say we can't work on behaviors and we can't talk about many of the things until we work on attachment between child um, and parent, between parent and parent, um, and between siblings. Um, and this episode shows that there is an attachment between Greg and, um, and, and Steven. So the question is, the question is, um, what happened that even though there is still an emotional attachment, the physical attachment has become strained. There's, um, there's uh, uh, the. I feel the emotional attachment became strained in this episode. Like towards the end of this episode, there is a strain, um, yeah. based on what Greg did to sort of lose some of Stephen's trust. Yeah, and I think that's that's really important in this episode because. Up until now, when we talk about attachment, it's been Stephen towards adult figures. Mm -hmm. Sort of Stephen as a son feeling attached to the Crystal Gems or to Greg. But this episode is more about Greg's attachment to Stephen as a parent. Um, and that's, that, that's really interesting because we, we are forced to sort of think about, you know, Stephen... He moved from being from with his father to being with the Gems and... Uh, Although his his parental figures have changed, he still has something to sort of be attached to. Mm -hmm. Whereas Greg is alone now when he's no longer with Steven because who who hangs out with with Greg if not Steven? Yeah. Um and I think we get to see that loneliness that Greg is feeling. And in this episode what he does is that he settles into what we call um the sick role. And the sick role is, is sort of like a sociological concept where we understand that when somebody is sick, in this case, Greg, who has a broken leg, um, we understand that when somebody's sick, he immediately, we, he exists. Okay, let me, get me, let me think about this for a second. Okay. <laughs> okay, when somebody is sick, they are outside of normal societal norms, in which case you don't have to go to work or you don't have to fulfill all of your responsibilities because you're expected to take care of yourself. And so this is a very important part of the sick role. And what Steven does is sort of recognize that mm -hmm. and tell Greg, you know, you should stay with us so that you, you're sort of cared for while you're sick. And so Greg sort of leans into that because he misses Steven, but he, 
doesn't find an appropriate way to sort of tell Steven, you know, I want to spend more time with you. So what he does is that he lies to Steven and he sort of convinces him that his powers didn't work. They didn't heal him. So he has to keep up this ruse that he's still appropriate for that sick role. And so he still has to stay with Steven. And, you know, here we see Greg sort of his attachment and how it affects Steven in a negative manner when he's constantly distracted from his job. And also Steven, you know, starts doubting his own power. No, and that makes that makes complete sense. So now this is so I guess this is where we're going. We're, we're doing the the impotence thing. Yes, yes. Um, so when we think about impotence in relationships, impotence is literally just being in... Okay, <laughs> when we think about impotence when it's not medical. So before we say anything with psychology, we always say, let's let's go with medical first. Have you seen mm. the doctor? Have you, you know, been diagnosed with any medical ma uh, maladies? So, you know, have is your blood pressure fine? Is your, you know, is your heart fine for sexual activities? Is your blood pressure fine for sexual activities? Um, after all those things are, are out of the way and still having problems with impotence, then we say, okay, then it's it's mind over matter. So then we have to think, okay, what what is going on within the mind that is causing the impotence um so yeah there's there's sex therapist so there are people who just sexual uh um uh, specialize in sex therapy so these are people who do not have sex with you so just in case your mind went straight to that because <laughs> um, <laughs> i know there's somebody who goes what no, these are people who will help you say, okay, what is going on with you that you are having difficulties in having sex with your partner? And they will walk you through, you know, the different things that will happen that will cause impotence. Um, so sex therapists um, are one thing to, you might want to look up at the end of this. Um, Google is your friend. <laughs> and um, Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, uh, for a little context... If you, my fellow audience member, have not listened to our first episode on Gem Glow, this sudden talk about impotence might be a bit um, out of the blue, <laughs> so as to say. Um, we've previously stated that there's this certain moments in Steven Universe where Steven isn't able to access his powers or and a lot of the... A lot of it has to do with the fact that his powers are brought on by his capacity to be in tune with his emotions and understand sort of the core, the emotional core of his powers. And whenever he doubts himself or whenever he thinks himself to be incapable of doing these things, it definitely does have an effect in his ability to actually bring those powers about. Much in the same way that impotence um, requires a factor of sort of confidence and sort of being comfortable on your own skin in order to perform so in two words performance anxiety yeah there we go <laughs> now he finally put it in family friendly terms <laughs> yeah well we have to break it down sometimes and and i wanted since we were having that long drawn out conversation with you earlier i figured might as well talk about other forms of therapy <laughs> yes <laughs> So. Anyways, did anybody notice that during this song, they make together breakfast? Yes. They, I don't think they put, did they put a strawberry on there? 
I don't yeah. think you put a strawberry on there. And it needs the one crucial strawberry. Otherwise, it's not together breakfast. <laughs> Did they not? I don't I think so. I don't even it. think they... I don't even think he, like, covered it in popcorn or maple syrup or anything. Yeah, that's true. I don't think they covered it in popcorn. It's, so it's uh, not together breakfast. As you will, it's it's maybe a shadow of a together breakfast. Shadow of a together breakfast. Maybe maybe it's metaphorical of how their relationship is currently. It's they're trying to rebuild the relationship that was once there, which I feel like in this episode, a lot of it is more of Greg yearning for something that they used to have, and I feel like that happens a lot of times, especially when family members or you know, let's say. Even, you know, your children, when they fall out, have a falling out with their parents. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not like sometimes it just sort of happens. Sometimes it's not necessarily one person's fault over the other. But still, there'll be times when the parent kind of yearns for the days of old when the child was younger, when the child was more, you know, dependent on the parent, was more willing to do things with the parent as opposed to what things are like now where they might be more autonomous or they might not want to talk to the parent, you know, in, in depending on the situation. So that I feel like that's where this kind of episode kind of connects with a lot of uh, real world situations where parents are yearning for a lot of the times parents yearn for the days when their children were little again just because they miss those old days and yeah. they don't like seeing the fact that their child is growing up and learning to do things on their own and not being less dependent on them. I yeah. was I was making all these like you can't see it all these like when you were when you were over there it sounded like you were fishing for the words and I'm over here making the the, the motions for like come on come on you're almost there <laughs> so when you made it I'm like yes don't worry I got there yeah, yeah, yeah. That, this whole episode is literally just that it's it's literally Greg remembering when Stephen and him had that connection when Stephen was dependent on him when they were close when Stephen and him had had done everything together um and he misses that um and this is um reminiscent this is equal to when parents see their uh young children growing up and they're remembering oh um my little timmy used to come to me to tie his shoelaces um you know and now i have to park down the block when he you know when i'm dropping him off for school because he doesn't want to be seen with me you know yeah. he used to run up and to me and be like i love you mom for everything and now you know he doesn't want to know he doesn't he acts like he doesn't even know me yeah and another situation that I think is analogous to this, um, and I'm glad you brought it up, Mark, is when uh, kids are no longer kids and they move out town uh, for college or when they move out into their own homes. And parents, you know, since you've been taking care of somebody for at least maybe 18 years uh, up until that point, they they form a pattern of living and they get used to living with somebody who's dependent on them. And sometimes that change once the kid is out of the house house can be completely jarring mm -hmm. and it can be difficult for parents to sort of settle into this new lifestyle where they have to be independent emotionally independent once more well, exactly. it's also finding a new role for them as a as uh from parent to you know who are they now mm-hmm ex-parents <laughs> they're still parents but it feels like ex-parenthood yeah yeah so all right, so now there's that whole thing, of course. They had, uh, he lost Greg. 
Greg lost Stephen's trust. Yeah. Is that is that how the sentence goes? I feel like I said that wrong. But he he basically broke trust and what we try to teach kids is trust is very difficult to you can build it up very it's very difficult to build, very easy to break. Just um, like credit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and in this in this moment where Greg is like, oh, I just want to have some time with my son because I don't have to, ha- I don't get to have this much time with him. You know, he did something thinking that it was going to be some fun and some good times with his son. He didn't think of how it could hurt his, he, he didn't think about how it could hurt him. Yeah. Um, which again, kind of selfish. Um, Greg was literally just thinking of himself. Um, so now it becomes one of those things, okay, now Greg has, you know, broken his, you know, he's broken that trust with Steven. Um, Steven doesn't not love his dad, but it's going to take a little bit to earn that trust back, which I think is kind of a little bit obvious with that whole, okay, you know, good night. And they're not saying it to each other. They're just like, all right, you know, he's walking out the door. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but he keeps, yeah, he keeps the, uh, duct tape because he still loves his dad. He still wants, he wants him around. He's, there's just, you know, he's just a little little upset yeah yeah and he has every right to be Mm -hmm. and uh, especially because apparently the world could have exploded (laughs) you know simple little thing yeah (laughs) it's just you know just a little detail (laughs) small little detail yeah um and also can we um just for a little bit before we finish talking about this episode just talk about pearl throughout this episode and i think this could be a good segue into our other episode Okay. So at the beginning of the episode, we definitely noticed that Pearl is perhaps the person least comfortable with having Greg around mm-hmm. um, at, at the house. And uh, I mean, I guess we could sort of venture to why that could be. Partly because, you know, Pearl perhaps is not very keen. She, she doesn't seem to like Greg very much. Um, and can we just pause for a second to sort of think about how savage Pearl is? There's this one moment in the episode where, where they're going out to see the geode for the first time and Greg sort of expresses his disappointment. And Pearl is like, now, Greg, there's no need to be so pathetic. If anything happens to you, you can call us with this. And yeah. it's like, wow, Pearl, you're just, <laughs> wow. It's no need to be so pathetic. Yeah. Uh... And, and by the end of the episode, like, Pearl, you know, still fixes um, Greg's car. And when Greg sort of hugs Pearl with a big bear hug, she's like, you can see the sort of, I don't know if it's like surprise, disgust. um, I have no idea. Fear? I think think it's a combination of all three, to be honest. I think she was just so uncomfortable with it. Yeah, I think she was very uncomfortable with that hug. And, you know, um, to be continued on that discussion... She she really does seem to have this sort of weird, not completely good relationship with Greg. Mm-hmm. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing into space race. Yes. All right. Well, we'll continue off on this wonderful Pearl and Greg relationship, or as I like to call it, like a Perg episode or a Grell. Grell. <laughs> A Grell episode. The the episodes that highlight Greg and Pearl's relationship. So going into Space Race. <coughs> it starts off with the Crystal Gems uh, access or teleporting to the Galaxy Warp, as Pearl calls it. And Pearl explains that the Galaxy Warp was this uh, warp center 
on Earth that allowed uh, visiting gems to be to visit other gem-controlled colonies or even homeworld itself. However, all the warp pads at the Galaxy Warp are currently inactive, except for the one that obviously they they came in from, which is linked to the temple. But but their job there is to simply double check every now and then to make sure that all of them are inactive and Steven decides to mark all the ones that are inactive with a sticker from his favorite TV show Crying Breakfast Friends. And this is where we see Pearl's yearning to go back out into space and to see what she's missed in the thousands of years that she's been stuck on Earth. And you, you can tell that she, it seems like she's kind of regretting her choice to stay on Earth. And then when Steven says like, oh, you know, like you're here on Earth forever, but you're here with me. She kind of has like a sad smile. She's like, yeah, with you. And it seems like there's some more hidden baggage there than she's letting us see, which I'm sure will probably come out in later episodes but for now we cut to uh steven and greg watching crying breakfast friends and greg making a comment that uh he's like man i'm getting too old i remember when i was a kid i used to like cartoons because it's literally just a show of breakfast food crying and so with this um steven decides that he wants to try and help Earl feel better by making her a spaceship and at first greg's like uh a spaceship that's a little out of my skill range but then Steven kind of talks them into it. So they basically make like a box car, but they make it spaceship themed as a way to try to help cheer Pearl up. And when they bring Pearl out to this barn that was owned by Greg's aunt and uncle that were used to be uh, aviator pilots, um, they launched the soapbox. But Greg makes sure to teach Steven an important lesson of, you know what? It's always okay to bail. Sometimes it's just what you need to do. You don't always need to follow through with something if you know it's going to end in disaster. So with that, um... They launch the soapbox, it starts breaking down, Steven bails, and then they talk to Pearl about, you know, wanting to make a spaceship, and at first she talks about all, like, this super scientific stuff of how to properly be able to leave Earth's atmosphere, and because of that, um, Steven, or Pearl decides that based on the amount of salvage that's still in the barn, uh, that they could actually make a spaceship if they so wanted, so then they get to work, but then as Greg slowly starts realizing that, um, Pearl's really serious about taking Steven into space. He grows concerned and eventually grounds Steven, not like punishing him, but like grounding him on Earth that he's not allowed to leave Earth's atmosphere. But uh, with that, uh, Pearl decides to just continue building the rocket ship on her own. And then when she finishes it, she wakes up Steven, says to take it for a quote-unquote test run, and then they launch off into space. Greg wakes up to this, tries to find out what the heck they're doing. Steven thinks it's just a simple test that they're not going to leave Earth. Pearl's idea of a test was to go to the nearest star system and then bring Steven back in 50 years. But as they're so close to leaving Earth's atmosphere, the ship begins to break down and Steven's trying to teach Pearl the lesson that it's okay to bail. So eventually, uh, Pearl decides to bail on the ship. They come, they, you know, parachute down, the ship explodes and Greg is like, having a mild heart attack it seems but you know luckily everything is good and you know steven starts apologizing to pearl you know because uh they can't they couldn't make it into space and then pearl's like you know what i'd rather be on earth with you and that's the end of the episode so um okay so this is um <laughs> i don't know i love this because this shows where mark mark this shows where pearl really starts to this episode shows where pearl really starts to get her maternal instinct from yes i feel like that's that's something that we really see in this episode because um i mean uh, eh, i'm losing my train of thought 
It's okay. It's been it's been a long day for all of us. Yes, very much so. Um, so, but this one is it shows one where Pearl and Greg have their disconnect. It shows where Pearl and uh, where Greg and Stephen had their disconnect. It shows where Greg. Uh, where I'm sorry, I said Greg. Where Pearl and Stephen have their disconnect. So when we do all of this, we can kind of jump back into it and say, okay, from this we can kind of throw that those triangles together and see how we can, you know, rebuild those relationships. So from there we can say, all right. So Stephen is pretty much the glue that kind of holds everybody together. Stephen is the one who connects um, uh, Greg to Pearl because. It's if Steven wasn't there, Pearl would not talk to Greg whatsoever. We don't know why Pearl and Steve, uh, Pearl and Greg don't get along. We just know that, <coughs> excuse me, we just know that Pearl doesn't like Greg. So Pearl is still so wrapped up with going back into space and we don't understand why she, well, I think we can kind of see that the only reason why she hasn't gone back to space is because all the war pads have, um, have busted. This episode really shows that. Yeah. And- but we don't, we don't see why she hasn't left like what kind of really holds her her here so i think this episode shows that whole maternal instinct that she kind of gets but it's only towards that very end of the episode hey what happened yeah i got disconnected for a second but (laughs) (laughs) as in coming back and smoothly going back into the discussion um, I think we we can all say that Pearl definitely is the one who has the hardest time just adapting to being on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, she's always the one that's sort of reminiscing about Homeworld and, and Rose and everything gem-related, crystal gem-related specifically. So we can definitely see how she has this sort of nostalgia of wanting to go back to those times and maybe even sharing that with Steven. Um, but there's this thing where she can't access on a, not any of that because mm-hmm. the warp pads are no longer there because Rose is no longer here. And she's sort of stuck here with sort of human, this human living um, without the crystal gems sort of being as active as they were before. I, I actually like... Um the two types of advice that his the two sort of parental figures in this episode give so greg's advice was there's no, there's never any shame in bailing and pearl's advice is uh, aren't the true fools the ones who don't seize the opportunities despite all the inherent risks yeah and this is something that i really love um about pearl and i think we'll explore a lot more later on and mm-hmm. it's just pearl she has a thing for sort of um, committing to something to the point of self-sacrifice or to the point of sort of martyrdom where she if if she's passionate she's I think the most passionate out of the three crystal gems Mm -hmm. in the sense that when she loves something or when she sort of falls in love with an idea she'll go Mm -hmm. to the greatest lengths to sort of achieve it even if it means you know her destruction or or there will be sort of these risks involved so okay so what i'm gonna do is kind of twist it because she was very willing to kind of not just sacrifice herself but to sacrifice steven in this episode mm-hmm. that's true <laughs> and and that's exactly what i'm what i'm sort of saying um she sort of dragged steven into this whole thinking as well um, she, yeah. she lost herself in the thought of, you know, 
when you really want something, you will do anything to get it. Um, okay. So, but now there's there's literally something that we work on with clients regarding this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> because, you know, one, there's, you can either say there's OCD. Um, so we can say there's obsessive compulsive disorder, um, mm-hmm. which there's a whole diagnostic criteria, um, which we're not going to get into. Because um, I don't feel that Pearl has the qualification to meet any of these criteria. Yeah, she doesn't um, really fit the profile. Yeah. Um, but there's also... There's another one. Oh my god, totally... Like, I had it and I just, like, that. Lost it. See? This is why we're people and we forget these things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, we're people? <gasps> yes, we're people. I thought we were gems. Totally human, to. sorry. Well, cat's human, So we have least. these... <laughs> I'm also old. Okay, let's I've go been, with that. I've been I've been on this world for like four thousand years. That's not old. Yeah, we need to get <laughs> we we need to get one of those mirrors so we can like actually remember and learn about stuff when we forget it. Oh yeah. So Who's yeah. Lapis um, when you need her. <laughs> but anyway, even if I can't remember the term, because I'll remember it at some point, and I'll probably throw it in the notes. Um, we have clients who will have moments, and they will just kind of go crazy on one topic and they'll just obsess on it Mm -hmm. um obsessive compulsive disorder still not ocd but it's sort of like it uh but so it's what yeah i I still can't remember what it is but yeah they obsess on on a on a topic um like delusional no, but not delusional. Um, obsessive compulsive personality. Oh, maybe obsessive compulsive t- personality. I'm thinking. But this one is more like either they're neat freaks or stuff like that. Yeah, can't remember. But yeah, they have these moments where they will uh, obsess on uh, a topic. Um. Oh my God! It, it's actually a part of. It's actually one of the symptoms. It can be a symptom of children with um autism. I'm sorry. Perseveration. Okay. That was the word. Okay. <laughs> Oh my. Takes okay. a moment. We got there. See? Yeah. We got there. See, this is what happens yeah. when I've had a very long day and I was working on treatment plans and my clients today did not have perseveration, so I did not have to remember the word. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Our perseveration rocket made it to space. <laughs> um, Unlike Pearl's rocket. Yes. Yeah. So perseveration is literally that. They have a moment where they will... Um, this is the topic that they're discussing. If the topic is video is a video game controller um, that they can't find, and I'm going to say it this way because we know that the uh, even if it's a wireless controller, it has to charge, and they don't have a, a docking station. It has to plug, be plugged in, and they can't find the wire because their room is a mess. Now they will perseverate on the fact that they cannot find the wire, yeah. um, and. Uh, it will escalate. They will have temper tantrums, whatever you want to call it. But yes, that is what we will say is sort of the perseveration. Um, and that is a very, I am very, very, very like, that is a small thing. This isn't even like the real definition of perseveration, but go ahead. Because I'm way off topic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the thing is, um, one topic sort of perseveres in a discussion, even if the the topic of the conversation veers off naturally. Um, they'll always yeah. bring. They'll always find a way to sort of bring it back to that point. And so, but where I was going with it is, 
So we see from there um, the two different parenting styles. So Greg is more of like you can still attempt something and it's okay to attempt it and say I attempted and failed um, failed at it but at least I tried. Mm-hmm. Um, where Pearl is more like no you're going to succeed at this because you are going to basically put your blood, sweat, tears, and basically the rest of your life into it until you succeed in it. Um, and we've seen that in different, in two, in co-parenting styles, mm-hmm. um, which is what ends up happening when we have children who have parents who are divorced. So one parent will co-parent one way and another parent will co-parent another way and then we will have difficulties because the parents do not communicate their parenting styles to one another um yeah i think something very interesting about the way sort of pearl acts in this episode in our last episode we saw how greg sort of justified his attachment by sort of playing the sick role and i think in this episode pearl is in a way trying desperately to connect with steven by telling him you know you know, this is something that Steven and I could share. He can see sort of the wonders of the cosmos and then he'll fall in love with it. And then, you know, he'll understand me in ways he's never understood me and we can sort of bond with that. And I think that's something that Pearl desperately, desperately wants. And to the point of, you know, um, almost killing them. <laughs> um, I, I'm Part of me wonders if it's her wanting to connect with Steven or her her wanting to connect with that part of Steven that still rose. Yeah, uh, that could be it. Um, yeah, for all we know, like this could be like an attempt that by bringing Steven out into space and having him see all these things, it might trigger Rose to reemerge or something. Maybe it's like a, an indirect way of wanting to see Rose come back because... Now they get to relive the memories that they had out before, you know, coming to Earth and things like that. Yeah. I mean, that might be very, very unlikely. Yeah. It could just, you know, for all for all we know, it's most likely just, no, she just really wanted to show him space because she thinks space is freaking cool. And it is freaking cool. But, I just you have know, to play devil's advocate. Yeah, <laughs> we, just, we, just, we just need to throw out all possible no, things out there. Exactly. And the other thing is, she, when she talks about um, what the potential of that that sort of space travel could have. She says she's excited to show Steven the wonders of the cosmos, but she also wonders what's going on in Homeworld without her. And I think this is also sort of her insecurity when she doesn't feel sort of she's at home when she's on Earth. She she wonders, you know, maybe in Homeworld, I will... Uh, uh, Stephen will see will see me as a better person, or he will see me in my element, and uh, maybe you know I can go back to space and see how how sort of life has been without me and sort of validate my existence again when I'm not on Earth. I don't know, but but she doesn't talk about at all to him what homeworld was actually like, and this is what I don't understand is. As much as she has these positive memories of homeworld, see, this is the the moment where you're going, okay, so you have these these positive memories of homeworld, yet you have this battle for freedom for from homeworld. 
-hmm. but you don't talk about any of this positive things about Homeworld to Steven. Um, I would disagree, given how in most episodes actually sort of she's she wants to sort of talk to Steven about stuff, but Steven is just like uninterested in it. Um, she'll be like, oh, this type of stone is blah, blah, blah. And he'll be like, you know, looking at something or he'll be distracted. I think she she's really interested in sort of sharing that part of herself with Steven. But Steven is, you know, just being Steven and he might not be interested. And I another thing, I'm sorry to cut you off, mm -hmm. but another yeah. thing that I, I, I just think is I don't think she's really talking about Homeworld specifically. While she may have mentioned Homeworld in the beginning, I don't think she really had the intention of bringing Steven to Homeworld itself, but rather the other colonies or the other planets that maybe her and Rose had visited, you know, so that way she can see how things have been, think how see how things have progressed since her time there. Because I feel like she knows that with Homeworld, like since they did have a fight and a battle for freedom, for you know from Homeworld to be on Earth to protect Earth, she would not be. She would. I don't think she would be welcome, uh, or at the very least, she wouldn't be treated fairly. Yeah. On Homeworld, if she were to return. I agree. I think that makes a lot of sense. I feel like she was more talking about visiting the other planets. And the other colonies that they that she used to be on or that she used to visit. Mm -hmm. Well, that's that's definitely a possibility. So, all right. So, what's next? Where are we up to? Uh -oh. Um, uh, Greg's family has a hoarding problem. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Um, it seems like everything that they own, be it a van or a barn, it's filled with just so much junk. Um, where here's the difference, right? Um, you can have a lot of things, but when it comes to the point where you have a lot of things and you can't really explain why you have that much things or you, you'll forget like, what, why did I have this thing to begin with? Um, it, it can start to be a problem. Um, and I think this is something we've discussed ever since that, um, that episode where there was the, the Rose cannon. And yes, with the storage shed. Yeah, and and Stephen was sort of spelunking his way to the back of the shed, um, and I think there's there's this thing. It, it it appears to be something that runs in the family, um, because it, it so happens that his was it his uncle, aunt and uncle. Yeah, it, they also have a barn full of random junk that they can. Actually, it's so much junk that they can repurpose it to build a space rocket. So just yeah, yeah. Greg even stated he's like, yeah, like they couldn't bear to part with anything, so they've kept everything they've ever owned in the barn. And then Greg then thinks about it. He's like, you know, that sounds an awful lot like my storage unit. And he's like, I'm sorry to think there might be a real problem in our family. Yeah. <laughs> so he. So that's a little. That's a little thing on the hoarding. Yeah. That's that's prevalent in 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 the show they might they but that's nothing they might need a little bit of marie kondo um con marie method maybe greg <laughs> does definitely probably I, I i figured the barn will eventually sort itself out i mean pearl did use a lot of stuff in there to make a rocket yeah so, so yes uh 
they really had a bad Let, let's go straight to the rocket okay. okay uh first rocket um was very much child's rocket it was it was a toy for steven to play with yeah um second rocket was where pearl starts realizing yeah we could actually do this <laughs> and so she gives him a like crash course in aeronautics um, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm I mispronounced that. Aero- Aeronautics. Okay, yeah, that word. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so they they um, they start the universe and universe space exploration headquarters. <laughs> no, it's the universe and universe universal space travel headquarters. There we go. And so. Yeah, they, they um Pearl starts sort of being convinced that she can definitely build a spaceship that will transport them to the nearest star system, I guess. And we're Okay. Yeah, and makes sense. And the first and the first prototype we see of the actual completed ship, it was like a hand glider that um Steven manages to sort of ride through the skies. And then when he lands the hand glider, it completely falls apart. And so what's Greg's reaction? Um, well, it, he's kind of like unsure about the whole thing. But then Pearl kind of reassures him, but not really by stating like, oh, don't worry. This was just to test my engine. That's not the actual design. I'll work out all the kinks when I when I make the actual thing. And that's when kind of Greg realizes that Pearl is dead serious about taking Steven into space. Yeah. And he's not okay with that. This is the one time where we really see Greg kind of put his foot down and really step in as a parent and be like, no. As as he states it, as CEO of the co- of the co- company, I'm not allowing this. Yeah. And I, I think we've seen that because if we go through all the episodes that we've seen, um, in Cat Fingers, he was like, oh, this is magic stuff. Like, I won't sort of make myself part of this. And we were questioning, you know, why isn't doesn't he have a more protective role? And when they go out to see Lapis in the Ocean and Mirror Gem episodes, he starts noticing just how dangerous this missions can be. And he he again states, you know, that he's uncomfortable with this, but he doesn't really put his foot down. And I think this is the first time we see him put his foot down. Yeah, he finally plays the role of father. He plays the role of parent in this. Yeah. Um, and, and he we even tend- overrules Pearl. Yeah. And and what I like is that Stephen respects the role of parent. Yeah. So he knows he's not supposed to. If his dad says you can't do this, I, I can't do it. Dad said I can't. Yep. Well, to be fair, it's actually he's obeying the company bylaws. Yeah. Because he, he's his not dad really, is the CEO. He, yes, yeah. and then when Pearl argues about it, he's like, you know, who made you CEO? And he's like, he did. And he's just, and then Steven's like, eh, sorry. <laughs> uh, so. Politics. Well, and so yeah, I guess it's. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that one is going to have to... That, that's an argument for another day, I yeah, think. But, definitely. Um, but yeah, this is one of those moments where it's still like, yeah. It, it's But it's still a parental role that Greg was 
willing to take and able to take because there are still some parents that will see he he could have seen the um dangerous aspect of it and still shirked his responsibility and said well he's a gem you know well he's half gem he can probably survive it or you know 50 years you know i'll be dead but he'll still be probably a kid Mm -hmm. um so he could have shirked that responsibility and still and been fine with it um but instead he was like no i'm not shirking this responsibility you are not stepping foot off of this earth and um and this is where we see Rose's obsession. Good Rose. Uh, sorry, Pearl's obsession. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we we see her sorry. obsession, and we see again Pearl sort of doesn't respect Greg as a part of that family. Um, no, he she doesn't respect him as a father, and and when he puts his foot down, she's like, "Well, I know better, so yeah. I'm still gonna build that ship." And she steals pieces from Greg's van to finish her ship. So what I will argue with that is she could fix it easily. She did it before. Um, yeah, and, and she did. Parent... She even stated that she's like, hey, if he asks, we're borrowing it. No, but and, at and... the same time, you know, if I fix your computer, I won't expect that I can just like steal your monitor whenever I want to, you know? <laughs> it's still Greg's and, property. And, and I'm pretty sure she could probably make it better the way she had the first time she fixed it yeah definitely. i mean at this point it probably would have a jet engine in it i don't know if you want the jet engine on a van i mean you probably don't want the sound system it had in it previously but hey where who are we to argue but how could you listen to greg's tapes you don't that's the point yeah exactly (laughs) i need to listen to let me drive your van into your heart again that's what spotify is for yeah exactly thank you thank you mark i know i know the things don't worry (laughs) does spotify even exist and in Steven's universe, yes. I mean, he has he has an MP3 player. Yes. I'm I'm, I'm assuming he well, would. I mean, why wouldn't he? I'm sorry. An MP3 player is not the same as having streamed. So music. anyway, <laughs> it's okay. You know what? We're moving forward. Okay, let's go forward. <laughs> so um, I I actually don't know if there's much else we can really talk about. I mean, we well, kind of hit the end so of the episode. She, yeah, she. I mean, she. She takes him, she wakes him up while she, well, he's asleep. She takes him out, which again goes back to that whole, she doesn't kind of respect the fact that she, uh, that Greg grounded him and said he wasn't supposed to leave the earth. Yeah. Um, but again, this is where we see that switch. Now it becomes more of the maternal instinct kicking in. It's more of the whole like, oh my God, I'm about to kill this little boy, you know, and I'm supposed to be protecting him. And this is where we see that. This is the episode, I think, that we see the actual switch. Because I feel like the all the episodes up to this has been more of a like, I kind of agree with Steven. Oh, Steven, you know. It's not like you could do magic anyway. <laughs> her, 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 um, her comments to him are kind of offset. They're off the cuff. She doesn't really care if she says anything to him that are kind of mean. Um, she doesn't really hold hold his emotions or his self worth, um, in any diff- in any regard. Um. She doesn't take his safety into consideration, really. 
Really? Um, she. I don't feel that there. I mean, there's a slight consideration. She does do the. Oh yeah. By the way, just don't get your your gem cracked. But I don't feel there is that maternal instinct. I. This is where the maternal instinct actually kicks in. I actually I, I disagree. And and ever since the lunar spire, we've seen how she's the most helicoptery of all the gems when it comes to Steven's safety. And I think this is. This specific episode is a point where she has a lapse of judgment because she's so emotionally invested in the idea of space travel. And we see that emotional investment and just how what she's giving up on in order to realize that, yeah, she's putting Steven in danger. Um, nope, you're wrong. Just kidding. What? <laughs> I said, nope, you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but um, when they're sort of they're doing liftoff off into space and so Steven is like you know we need to go Pearl we're not gonna make it and you see this just her emotion when she's just saying you know we're almost there we're gonna make it and so Steven yeah. is like you know he tries to empathize with her with his like which is like Steven's superpower empathy and he's yeah. like you know I know you miss space and I know you worked hard but sometimes you have to know when to bail and you know, then she you see this moment when she double takes and she's she's making that choice. You know, your dream of going back to space, of being but being part of something again or staying here with Steven, which is you've grown you've grown fond of. And she hugs Steven. And this is when we really see that maternal side of her as she ejects her seat and sort of goes back to earth so the question is is steven's superpower of the um empathy is that because of his crystal uh, is that simply because he's a crystal gem or do you think it's as strong as it is because he's half human i think and i don't want you to answer that now Aww. Oh, denied. I want to answer. I know you do. Okay, fine. I want you to totally think about it and answer it in the forms. Fine. <laughs> right. She wants you to write an essay. I want you to forms. write an answer, but I, I, I actually, I'm going to um, put this to the Twitterverse and um, maybe in a dis. Should I put it? No, this should definitely go in the forums. Um, does anybody else think? That his uh, his superpowers is just based on his crystal gem power, or is it because of the fact that he is half human? Yes, because Ooh. that's a that's a big combination. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Looks like I'll see you both on the forums. <laughs> so with that, Jean, would you like to say anything else? Pearl is cool. <laughs> and Mark? Pearl is not cool. No, I'm totally kidding. She's she's amazing. And Kat? Yes. Oh, that's all you have to say? Yes? <laughs> no, of course. I'm not saying Pearl is cool. <sighs> okay. Ooh, one of these days. One of these days. <laughs> just remember I have a New Year's intention. Okay. So with that, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to our ramblings. Or as other people would know it, the Here Comes the Thought podcast. You can find us all on Twitter and, of course, the Geek Therapy Discord, the Disc Ther- Geek Therapy Forums. Um, where else? Did you say Twitter? I said Twitter. Did you all say of Instagram? This, 
Oh, Instagram. We have an Instagram? Um, and, well, we don't have an Instagram. We have our individual Instagrams, but links will be um, posted in the notes. Yes, all the links. <laughs> Click on them all. Until next time, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.